0: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Today, I'm very honored to have Gary Chow with me. Hi, Gary, how are you today?
1: I'm great. Uh, Thank you so much, Patrick, for inviting me to your... Famous per chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not famous yet. Not as famous as you, uh, Gary. Um, I, I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy, man. Uh, you're the CEO of Asia Mediation Center. You're a co-founder and founder of a couple of other businesses. Uh, you are coach and mentor, especially for TEDx speakers, uh, Toastmaster International also. You're an expert on uh, EQ and mediation. Uh, that's the topics we want to talk about today. Uh, but uh, before that, I of course want to know as always who you are. So so how do you uh, describe yourself as a person, uh, Gary?
1: Uh, I would describe myself as a KL boy. KL stands for Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. I was born and raised in KL. Um, over the years, um, I traveled uh, to different parts of the world. So. Uh, through uh, in the course of uh, my studies uh, at the universities in UK and after that in the course of my work to um, Europe, US and um, various uh, countries uh, in in Asia as well. Mm. Okay, cool. And, and uh, I'm currently uh, based in uh, uh, TJ and uh, work from here and uh, before the pandemic of COVID-19, uh, I used to fly uh, to different uh, parts of the world, uh, including the Middle East, uh, to facilitate uh, mediation, uh, training, and coaching as well.
0: Okay, interesting. So, so when you hear about mediation, the coaching, uh, you studied uh, law, so you, you are like a certified lawyer. Also, um, does this have anything to do, if you're a childhood where you like like a difficult kid, where your parents had to go through some struggle to uh, <laughs> to help you grow.
1: Yeah, uh, interesting why I pick up law, uh, it's, it's a um, interesting childhood that I had. Uh, my late father, uh, he was uh, f- from the Air Force, he used to work in the Air Force. Uh, he joined the, uh, the Air Force before Malaysians had his uh, independence, and uh, he stayed on until after the independence, and uh, he opted for retirement. So being a soldier, uh, they are trained to use forces. Yeah, they use force to, to defend the country, right? And mm-hmm. the way he managed uh, us, I have two younger brothers, uh, the family. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like uh, managing an
0: army camp. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: okay. okay how uh, can you relate to that? So, he'll be very strict and uh, usually uh, he will ask, uh, well, rather he will, um, if if anything happens in terms of like us being uh, uh, naughty or being... Uh, Disobedient, right? He will punish first and then he asks questions. Oh, wow. so, okay, okay. So, growing up in that uh, environment, I was uh, thinking, oh, that's not fair. And, and because I, I um, had that um, uh, upset through the, uh, my growing up years um, of like feeling the injustice and unfairness, so uh, the first choice of uh, studies, uh, I opted uh, to read law. So uh, having read law, thinking that you know I could uh, argue uh, with my uh, father, right, to uh, say that oh you're wrong, but I realised that uh, it's not about uh, who's right and who's wrong, it's about the relationship between father and son, right? How uh, that's being cultivated, and that's and and how does that could make uh, a family a harmonious family? So uh, and later. Um, I realized uh, more when I study about um, uh, neuroscience right? and uh, neuroscience is basically something about how the brain influence our behavior, right? And, and the hormones that influence our, our us psychologically as well. So I realized that um, it could be um, at that, that time uh, he did not know any way better to do it as a parent because right if you realize by now or most fathers uh, or or mothers uh, realize by now you do not have a manual (laughs) after you give birth to a child but how to educate uh, 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 your children uh, effectively there's no proper manual uh, being given just like you know when you buy a vacuum cleaner or you buy (laughs) (laughs) they give you a manual right but not when you uh, have a child, so uh, I realized that uh, it's, it's not their fault, uh, it's it just mm. because they did not know uh, how to do it uh, any better. Of so, again, yeah. like, like, I have a, a very good uh, uh, conversations uh, with uh, him and my late mother as well before they pass away. Uh, so, in psychology, we call it a, a closure. Um, in uh, other language, uh, probably we call it as uh, uh, completion, uh, so that we emotionally uh, we would not uh, continue to have that uh, upset with them. So uh, mm. I'm I'm happy, uh, about, yeah, how things turn out because like uh, like they say, everything happens for a reason. So mm. my so-called bad childhood uh, leads me to understand uh, about more about uh, human being. About mankind about humanity about how our brain works right for us to um, behave uh, or, or manage our emotions uh, differently
0: mm. yeah interesting yeah it's good to hear that comes to a closure but as you mentioned you you studied law because of that because you wanted to be <laughs> able to argue but then eventually you figured out um, that, that's not what you really wanted to do. I think your first job was more into journalism. So you moved yeah. in and uh, become a journalist first at the Star Media. Um, what good. is the reason for that? You, you never uh, practiced law in the end. Yes, uh, correct. Uh,
1: after I uh, came back to Malaysia, instead of practicing law, uh, actually I became a journalist at the Star newspaper. Uh, it, it was an interesting choice uh, because at the time, uh, Malaysia judiciary has a, a form of uh, crisis, uh, judiciary crisis at the time. Uh, the Tun Saleh Abbas, uh, Lord president's uh, issue. Uh, a lot of uh, my seniors at the time who were practicing, so they were crying, you know, uh, um, about the injustice and uh, all kinds of uh, uh, issue or allegations uh, on certain parties. So I was thinking, like, okay, um, why? how could I channel my opinion apart from them, you know, uh, just you know, talking about it at the Mama uh, stores, right? how could I express it better or to, to highlight um, matters uh, in such uh, matter? Um, so I um, have friends who happens to be working at the Star newspaper. So they said, why not you know, join us? So I thought, okay. So I went for interview and uh, after that, you know, the editor hired. So that's how I became a journalist. And uh, that was also an interesting uh, experience uh, because I, you know, most people would think it's an easy job. They just go and ask someone some questions and then you know, they will give you answers. And uh, you write a report and that's it. Uh, uh, I learned it the hard way. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, not so it's not so straightforward. As a journalist, uh, 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 most, I, I believe most uh, new, uh, newbies or new uh, uh, journalists will agree with me. Uh, it's it's not so straightforward. You know, not everybody are willing to answer any questions that you ask them. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, now, looking back, right, uh, I I understand, but at that time, I don't right. Why people doesn't want to be interviewed, right? Now, looking back, and this, uh, Since I studied more about human behaviors, I realized that oh, okay, everyone have their own uh, reason for doing something. So, if you are very uh, eager to get a media attention, for example, if you are a singer if you're a movie star, you love uh, the publicity, great, you know, uh, whenever uh, a journalist want to interview you, you will love to accept that invitation and uh, share. Uh, however, if you happen to be in a certain crisis, and if you do not know how to deal with it effectively, mm-hmm. uh, that's where they uh, would avoid uh, the media because uh, they don't want the media to highlight uh, the mm-hmm. issue.
0: Yeah, uh, of course. Mm.
1: But sadly, there's actually a misconception because um, how you handle a situation during the crisis, it's not about avoiding the crisis, it's about how uh, you share with the public uh, in your um, role or capacity as a leader of an organization. Mm -hmm. How could you manage that effectively? How do you deal with it? It shows professionalism, it shows your leadership skills, it shows your capability and competencies. So uh, it's actually a good uh, opportunity for uh, an organizations when they uh, whenever they are in crisis uh, to show to step up, right, yeah. and then to represent uh, who they are, you know, in their stand and the commitment for the organizations mm. and how they uh, intend to resolve uh, the crisis. Yeah, yeah. So okay, the better approach.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, of course, I can understand uh, that also needs uh, training or coaching, mentoring, uh, obviously, because, uh, well, if, if everything runs fine, you're on a high, you're successful, then it's easier to talk about things, right? And when you're in a crisis or, or things go go really wrong. I think we can uh, come back to that a little bit uh, later when we go through some uh, uh, examples that you had in uh, mediation also. Uh, First, Mm. let let me... Uh, dig into the topic of uh, EQ, because that's also one of the, the topics that you're very strong in. And uh, mm-hmm. we just discussed before, EQ is like, for me, has become a little bit like a, a hype word, like in technology, you have these hype words and everyone is using it. And uh, uh, so EQ is now everywhere. Um, and this stands for emotional Quotient. Uh, many people use it as emotional intelligence. Also, uh, is that used interchangeably? And uh, can you give us like maybe a, a, a rough overview or an idea how you define uh, EQ?
1: Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that is a uh, interesting, say, um, area to talk about because say, uh, EQ it actually has been around for uh, ages. It's just that it it wasn't being highlighted and uh, it was uh, only uh, uh, made popular or or rather being noticed uh, when uh, Dr. Daniel Coleman uh, wrote the book, uh, Emotional Intelligence. And people start to uh, pick up that book and and read about it and then have uh, that awareness about what uh, EQ is all about. Uh, Having said that, not all um, leaders or uh, not everyone actually uh, understood it fully. Um, because uh, they they will assume that, oh, uh, it's just that you're good in uh, handling emotions, uh, then your EQ is high, right? So what is EQ? Uh, A lot of people uh, collapse EQ with IQ. Um, Why do I say that? Uh, Through the years of uh, my work as a mediator, as a uh, coach in uh, emotional intelligence, uh, a lot of uh, uh, leaders, when you ask them, right, uh, do you think your EQ is high? Right, they will say their IQ is high. Then I ask them why. So this is an interesting, uh, simple test. So they say, oh, because right, my IQ is very high. Then how do you know that your IQ is high? Uh, they will say, said, oh, because I, I have um, a degree in a, a certain areas and then I have master's in business and then I have a PhD. So and I uh, am able to resolve a lot of problems and I am the CEO of my company. So... Uh, Plus, I believe my IQ is high. And because of that, uh, I also think that my EQ is high too. So uh, this is actually a misconception. Because right, when your IQ is high, your EQ does not automatically uh, follow your level of uh, IQ. Right? Because the reason being, EQ is a measure of our emotion and also feelings. So the uh, most um, interesting and uh, best uh, definitions that I like uh, about EQ is by Dr. Daniel uh, Coleman as well. Right? He says that, uh, it's about understanding our own feelings and emotions and understand about other people's feelings and emotions. So if you have uh, a, a better understanding of your own feelings and emotions and other people's feelings and, and emotions, that means your EQ is higher. If you um, does not understand a lot about yourself in terms of feelings and emotions and others, that means your EQ is actually lower. So uh, a good measure, uh, a good way to test whether someone have a higher EQ or lower EQ, uh, instead of just sitting down and do a, an assessment, uh, is to listen to uh, their choice of words so how do you measure uh, someone's eq is higher or lower is through the choice of what that they use uh, especially at the workplace so uh, for example if you are uh, managers right they work at the uh, factory production line and if someone is like struggling to do their work right and uh, you listen to what they have to say so uh, i give you two examples right one example of someone who uh, does not have a uh, higher EQ, someone who does. So, someone who does not have a higher EQ, their choice of word would be, look at you, uh, how come you're so slow? Like that, also, you do not know how to do. So, although that managers are saying it in order to uh, ensure that the productivity and the the person is actually doing uh, his or her work, but uh, he or she, the manager, may not realize that choice of word could hurt uh, the person's uh, individual's feelings and emotions so on the other hand if someone has a higher it would say well, it looks like you are struggling right you know how may I help you right to ensure that you know you are not facing these challenges now or even future so the choice of what is, is to support is to empathize uh, to that person instead of like saying that you know uh, like that uh, how come you're so slow and then you know uh, like that also you do not know how to do so it's a, like a form of criticism. Um, in a normal conversation, if you're so used to that uh, choice of words, then you will not feel that uh, it's hurting people's feelings or emotions. But in fact, uh, it, it does in the long run, especially mm-hmm. subconsciously, people may not know it. Uh, parents to their children also will have a similar effect. If the parents keep on using the choice of words that uh, is harsh, right, over a long period of time, their children uh, would be usually according to research, uh, tends to be uh, more negative uh, rather than positive uh, thinking. Mm. So you you wanted to say something, Sasan?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, no, 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 I I am listening. Of course, I have a a lot of questions, but uh, it it makes a lot of sense, and uh, I I get an understanding for for that. I also read that uh, Goldman, he is uh, in in the opinion that, like, uh, emotional intelligence is, like, far more important for, like, uh, uh, the performance in in leaders than the the IQ. I mean, he says, like, he sees, like, two-thirds EQ or uh, EI versus uh, 33% IQ, Uh, while others says, um, as I mentioned before, well, EQ has no impact at all on on the leaders, which I I also disagree, but what's what's your point uh, on this? Do you think it's more like a 50-50 or both equally important?
1: Well, um, in my personal opinion, I believe uh, it is the 50-50. Uh, I I can understand why he say that because uh, he want to emphasize the importance of understanding uh, about uh, people's feelings and emotions. Because right, uh, without that uh, understanding of uh, the feelings and emotions of another person, uh, we tend to uh, create certain uh, resentments or or ill feelings uh, when we are at work. So uh, that is... uh, it's like hindering the, the whole productivity at the workplace. Uh, and uh, that's why I think he says it's more important. It's uh, more than 50% in terms yeah. of the importance. But uh, personally, I believe that uh, it's 50 The reason being is that uh, you, you need a balance in terms of your competencies. Uh, you need to have a certain knowledge. Right? You need to have certain skills and then certain attributes. So attributes is where EQ come in to help you to have a better attributes uh, in terms of uh, your performance or your or your competency at the workplace, because if you do not have a a, a positive attributes, uh, you tend to be very sarcastic at the workplace. You tend to like uh, act as if you know it all, and then the, the choice of what you say is like like that. Also, you do not know you stupid or what. So you know that kind of attributes uh, obviously is hindering uh, rather than a supportive uh, at the workplace. So I suppose that's why he he would say. Uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. need more than uh, that, and, okay. and another misconception yeah. about EQ and IQ, I, I want to highlight. Uh, I feel that is is uh, pertinent. Is that uh, uh, a doctor, a medical doctor I met, right? Uh, he can like explains the definitions of EQ and how EQ works, and uh, when someone at uh, if when you finish explaining the whole thing about uh, what EQ is all about. Like obviously, his IQ is high enough to to, indic- uh, to, to express and explain what EQ is. Uh, when someone asks him a question right after his explanation, and then he says, oh, yeah, like that also, you don't know, man. Uh, so, <laughs> isn't that interesting? You are a medical doctor who explains everything about EQ, and then after that, your choice of words as in, like, you know, what you say is it's actually um, does not, uh, create a, a um, encouraging feeling to the person mm-hmm. who asks you a question.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah.
1: It, it's a uh, good indication of someone who has high IQ, but the EQ is not so high.
0: Yeah, you yeah I understand. I understand. Yeah. There's a lot about the, the social skills, um, mm-hmm. empathy, motivation also. Uh, that are covered in in, uh, EQ. And uh, we have a lot of discussion, especially when it comes to technology and and AI, artificial intelligence. And I mean, that is always one of the topics that we say like, okay, EQ might become even more important in the future because that is what separates us or makes us uh, better uh, than robots or machines. That's something they cannot learn uh, for the moment. Uh, Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, uh, I, I would. Uh, AI uh, has been used to like respond and answer uh, specific questions, like uh, uh, which is like um, it make our uh, work and life easier. Uh, what they haven't, uh, robot haven't managed to replace human is the EQ, uh, because they do not unless you program it uh, intelligent enough to read the uh, human behavior. Uh, in order for them to respond according to that uh, emotions or feelings then uh, they will be intelligence enough to uh, close to uh, human uh, behavior. But otherwise, uh, uh, they have not uh, reached uh, that level yet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, answer your questions. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. few uh, uh, robot uh, would not be uh, at the human level yet.
0: OK, OK, interesting. And a lot, uh, I read another uh, interesting statement uh, that, that you made in uh, either in one of the posts or in your profile uh, that you feel that there's not enough uh, emphasis in education for uh, EQ, right? It's not thought uh, a- enough. Um, yeah. What What is your suggestions or your uh, idea around that, how uh, schools can really um, like embrace that a bit more or teach it even more?
1: Mm. Uh, yes, um, I've noticed that like, in certain countries, uh, um, they do uh, take note of, about mental health. So those countries who take note more about mental health, they actually will start to emphasize and uh, put uh, emotional intelligence as uh, part of the content of some of the subjects uh, in their education in their schools. Uh, for example, there's a uh, research done by a school in Japan uh, among the uh, primary school of this particular research uh, that, that they were doing, right, um, they asked the students, uh, their primary school children, uh, to write about uh, a, a one-page or so uh, a journal about their feelings, about their emotions. How do you feel about your day? Um, they, they, they were encouraged to express about their feelings, about their emotions. Uh, if you feel sad, you know, write about why uh, were you feeling sad and what's the reason for you to feel that way. So, with a lot of encouragement, and then uh, for them to write that uh, down in their journal, and then they were given opportunity to share it in the class. And uh, the uh, teacher's role is very important uh, during that process because, right, uh, it is not to laugh and make fun of them when they share about their feelings and emotions so that they are uh, encouraged to support each other uh, in um, whatever feelings they were have, having. So if someone is sad because of their grandparents pass away, so they were encouraged to express it out, they're encouraged to uh, let the emotions out, uh, but of course they were not encouraged to indulge in that emotions. Uh, especially if you are sad, you're not encouraged to indulge in to continue to cry for hours, but you're, you're encouraged to cry to share tears and then uh, be in touch with that uh, sadness. And then after that, right, uh, learn how to overcome that sadness. Rather than like, indulge in it, and then you get into depression. So those will uh, go into the area of psychology where uh, some people will have a, um, uh, what they call it, depression. Uh, here, the teacher, teacher's role is very important in uh, supporting uh, the student's emotion. So uh, that is a good example of how uh, emotional intelligence uh, subjects right, uh, can be incorporated into schools uh, for them to understand more about feelings and emotions. Uh, if you notice, like uh, many countries uh, yeah, do not have that kind of a, um, a topic or subject um, to encourage them to look into their feelings
0: and emotions. Mm-hmm okay okay interesting i yeah. uh, i think there's uh, might be a big difference in uh countries between different countries how the approach is and uh what what they really do um, so let's, let's leave the, the EQ uh, for the moment. Thanks, thanks so much already for uh, giving your ideas and insights on that. Uh, let's move to uh, mediation. And uh, I would like to ask you first uh, uh, the same question, if you can give us a, a quick explanation on uh, how you define a mediation, please.
1: Okay, uh, mediation uh, is a uh, process uh, for parties to uh, be able to settle uh, outside the court um, for any uh, disagreement or dispute that they have. Um, it is different from um, another form of like informal uh, process of a tribunal or arbitration. So why is it different? Because uh, tribunal and arbitrations, they adopt similar process as the court, whereby a judge will preside on the matter and uh, will listen to both parties. And the judge will say, okay, who's right and who's wrong? So right person win, wrong person lose the case. So thus it's a win-lose situation. Uh, it's not good or bad. Uh, it just doesn't matter how the structure and the nature of the process is. Uh, in mediations, uh, the mediator will encourage both parties to come to an agreement so that both parties also can have a win-win situation. Mm, okay. So it's not about mm. right and wrong purely, but uh, it's about encouraging them to come to an agreement. For example, they have a dispute in their contract and uh, they realize that oh, they got themselves into a bad deal only after they uh, start to perform the contract. So, let's say uh, someone breached the contract and then they got into a dispute. So, as a mediator, what we can do is to help them right, to come to an, uh, uh, discussions on even negotiations uh, or to change the terms of a contract so that both parties can actually, would not suffer or one or both parties would not suffer Uh, in that situation Mm -hmm. so uh, when they come to an agreement so it's uh, become uh, legally binding so it's a uh, a, uh, very good process uh, to shorten the uh, legal proceeding to uh, have a privacy and then to have a win-win situations Uh, being a practitioner in neuroscience uh, is also uh, from the perspective of emotion is actually a better uh, closure in terms of emotions as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
1: because if you go to court, someone wins, someone loses. The person who loses will still have a negative feelings towards the person who uh, won yeah. the case. Uh, but mediation actually is a win-win. Interesting. Uh,
0: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Uh, sorry, interrupted, yeah, here, But I, I really like that definition. Right in court, uh, you have a winner, you have a loser. With mediation mm. your target is to have two winners right which uh, mm. will find a solution uh, together someone helps them uh, like the mediated uh, as you mentioned but when we look at uh, I mean I can understand that maybe the the root of that was like law because there you have the most most of the di- disputes uh, mm. but nowadays I think there is a, a lot of disputes also outside uh, the courtroom I, I would say especially also in uh, in social media or other or other areas. Um, what, what are some of the cases that you come across that, or that you see is quite interesting and uh, you were able to successfully like mediate in the end?
1: Uh, situations
0: that are interesting that I've
1: seen on social media. Um, uh, for example, when uh, someone highlighted a certain uh, issue Right. Uh, not directly at the, the party involved, uh, on, but on the matter uh, that they, they were faced with. So, but the uh, opposite uh, party actually reacted, uh, feeling that uh, the person is attacking them. And uh, because of uh, when someone you know, is natural, if someone attack you, you will want to be defensive. Uh, and then when you defend yourself, you will say things that uh, sometimes uh, because of emotion, right, that could be hurtful, and uh, and things when it's, it's the words that are hurtful, being uh, lashed out, right, uh, you cannot actually take it back, because it's, you know, it's already uh, hurt or, or read by the person, and uh, the person's uh, feelings will be hurt by it, so you, you can, cannot take back that uh, words, because uh, it, it's already received, or, you know, just like, you know, when you take a sword and cut someone, you cannot uncut someone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but, yeah. So, same goes with uh, sometimes conflict that happens uh, even on social media or at the workplace between Mm -hmm. family uh, and business partners. uh, It's very common. Yeah. Uh, It happens and someone says something harsh, and then uh, that person felt hurt uh, because of that emotional outburst, and uh, things got uh, into worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you understand some more about feelings and emotions, and then uh, you understand more about conflict management or resolution, Right, you you tend not to jump into conclusions first. Uh, what you can do, uh, some of the approach uh, best uh, adopted is to first uh, clarify. Right, you know when you say this, right, you know what do you mean, right? um, And uh, does that uh, uh, things that you say uh, is it within the context of this conversation? Because uh, if you do not clarify, you will jump to conclusion that another person is attacking us. So, and secondly, uh, having clarified, and then uh, you actually got opportunity to respond in a calm manner so that uh, you uh, would not uh, be affected by emotions. And uh, thus, it allows opportunity to resolve uh, that conflict. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in social media, recently, I also posted in my LinkedIn uh, posting, uh, and then they, um, it's uh, actually uh, a lot of people responded and uh, commented on it as well. Yeah, so I, I share about a, uh, a media website because I used to be in advertising as mm-hmm. they uh, with, uh, as we uh, uh, talked about earlier. Right, um, Being a media portal, it's important to respond to uh, comment uh, so that you do not lead people to misunderstand uh, your intentions or... Um, uh, the uh, rationale behind the article that you're writing. So, uh, the, someone um, wrote about uh, a, a listing by a media portal, and then the owner of the media portal actually responded uh, emotionally. Uh, and then, uh, if, you know, from my observations, I noticed that it actually he actually misconstrued um, the uh, highlights of um, the uh, comment. So, um, because he misconstrued it, so, thus, uh, he feels defensive and then uh, Tuts uh, uh, expressed it uh, negatively. Um, so, there is a, a good example of uh, how uh, it's good uh, for us to learn, uh, to understand so what conflict management is all about and understand about feelings and emotions. Thus, uh, the more we understand about feelings and emotions, uh, the higher our EQ uh, could be enhanced. Uh, actually, uh, I do coach uh, a lot of my uh, leaders and uh, some CEOs right? how to increase their EQ as well. So yeah, EQ right. is something that uh, can be enhanced. It can be increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's not something like you're born with and then some people say, oh, if I'm born with it or without it, that's it. right? there's no uh, hope. Uh, there's no, uh, it can't be helped. Can. Yeah.
0: that is the good that news. Good. You, you can learn it, right? You can learn and yes. improve it, also. Yeah, yeah. I, I want yes. to come back quickly to the what you just mentioned. I, I, I think the aspect is very interesting. And uh, when you say, okay, mediation is uh, mostly uh, amongst two parties, right? And uh, okay, uh, you can somehow fix it. Like it's uh, maybe in a in a company is uh, diverse. Can be even a team against a team or something like that. But uh, mm. in social media, what we see also is these so-called, um, uh, sorry for the term, shitstorms, right? Where someone posts something uh, well, not, not very well defined maybe uh, or, or maybe intentionally want to provoke and then it creates like really a shitstorm. That means like thousands or hundreds of thousands of people will react uh, to mm. that post, which can result in a, a very uh, bad um but it can have very bad outcomes for the one who posted like losing the job, losing sponsors, things like that. Uh, how do you recommend to approach that um, in the end? That's also kind of crisis management that you mentioned at the very beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So, uh, for example, if you have won a certain award, like you know, uh, Miss Universe uh, Award, for example, right? <laughs> I'm not referring to specific person. Right, usually, the organization who have a PR department to support and help uh, in case uh, uh, you say something or, or misconstrued, being misconstrued by the public, uh, then the, the PR department will help you. Uh, otherwise, right, uh, it's good for the individual uh, or, or this winner to be trained, uh, to learn, to be coached. right? How to deal with a, a crisis uh, situations and understand more about uh, communications in such a way that uh, that allows them to speak from a higher EQ perspective, uh, rather than a, a reactions uh, uh, because of emotional outbursts. Uh, most uh, um, uh, crises that happens uh, whereby they say something that uh, leads to uh, outcry by the public or even by the media, and to the point that their sponsors uh, pull back their sponsorship on them. Uh, That's because of uh, their competencies of uh, the uh, response to such conflict, or their EQ level is not that that high. Uh, What they can do is uh, to to be able to brush it and then learn it uh, how to deal with that. Um, In the course of my work, I have also trained uh, even senior um, uh, country uh, leaders or country managers. uh, for a tourism board, for example, how to deal with crisis situations.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: especially if, if you, for example, if you are a head of a tourism board, uh, and then usually uh, every country, the head of the tourism board, uh, also need to deal with the ministry uh, or the minister of uh, tourism. And if the minister um, that is not that competent and say things to which is in detriment of their role, Uh, Usually, that's where the uh, director of the tourism board will step up and support and help. Uh, Same goes with uh, what we could have seen in the other um, ministry as well. For example, in Malaysia, Ministry of Health, uh, when there's certain challenges or crises, right? You know, if the um, certain uh, role player are not able to do it well, uh, the head of uh, the uh, the ministry or head of the department will step up uh, to support So, you know, um, that that is crucial for individuals to be able to uh, increase their ability or their competencies in Mm. this area.
0: Yeah. OK. OK. understand. Thank you so much, uh, Gary. And the uh, time flies uh, like crazy. Um, I just want to mention also. So you, you're uh, owning, of course, companies that uh, you mentioned it early that you help people with uh, mediation, also with uh, EQ. I think uh, people can reach out to you directly on uh, on LinkedIn, probably. Uh, to get in contact yeah. with you, uh, learn more about it. And uh, well, I also recommend to follow your profile because there's always interesting uh, posts about these uh, topics there also. So thank you, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, uh, Gary, for, uh, for your time, sharing your knowledge, uh, your experience. And uh, thanks also to you, uh, the audience, for uh, uh, watching and listening to this episode. I uh, hope I can see, uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, again, to a new episode of Path Chat. Thank you. All right.
1: Thank you. Stay safe.